Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. This is episode 256, I'm pretty sure. And it's for the week of September uh, 7th, 2022. I'm your host, Evan Goldstein. And with me, as always, is our very own Jedi Master, Chris Randazzo. Hello there. The home run slugger, Karen Randazzo. Lay off the high ones. (laughs) And the toughest nails drill sergeant, Angie Furnot. <laughs> I know it's been a while, but let me remind you, we here at this week's episode, we talk television. Um, like, Do you all remember that? types of things and shows and whatnot. But before we get into talking about that actual stuff, let me remind you that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com. Suggest something for us to watch. Just chime in. Let us know what you are thinking about when we are talking about the things we are watching. Doesn't necessarily have to be about television. Uh, just let us know you're out there. Uh, I don't want to. Because we're out there. I mean, we're yeah. here. And I'm kind of scared to ask this. But guys, it's been like 14 months. How have you been? June 23rd, 2022 was episode 255. So it's two and months. you know what? Just like my other podcasts, we intentionally took the summer off. That's totally how we did that. Yep. Yep. 100% planned. Mm-hmm. Summer hiatus. Mm-hmm. It's like we're starting. It's like, let's call this season two. Yes. 256 <laughs> episodes in. Season one was 255 episodes. Never too late now to start season, season two. two. We, we decided to take summer vacation without telling anybody. We just bounced. We left the kids at home. <laughs> They're so, fine. It's the best Got way to blocks. vacation. Yeah. Did you miss us, dear listener? <laughs> um, so no, you were right the first time. It has been... It's been two months, a little over two months. Um, as of what, like three days ago, we've done some behind the scenes geek aid revamping. Um, I want to get this out of the way because this is like the business end of stuff. Um, <laughs> you really want to get your business, yeah, end, yeah, I get the the business end of the way. I mean, listen, if anyone knows anything, it's about the business end of stuff, you know? You know? I get the stinky end of every fucking stick in the business end, all in our business. Uh, um, He's all about the business. So, s- some of you who pay attention to our commercials or our intros or whatnot, you may be familiar with the fact that we actually have a Patreon. Do we? We do. We do now. We do. Hey, there we go. We did before, but now we really do. Now we're, we're actually paying attention to it. There, I wish I could remember off the top of my head the two patrons we've had for the entirety of this time. God bless them for just 
donating for the sake of being that was matt flamger and duroc pig you guys are amazing thank you so much um we don't deserve you thank you as as thank the you. commercial that was promoted on sag can someone think i will remember here we go <laughs> <laughs> Uh, listening to podcasts is free. Making them, hosting them, putting them up on the internet is not. So we're concentrating on our Patreon to hopefully try to offset some of those costs. Um, Dan went on this very interesting diatribe about Manscaped, which I will not do. <laughs> He's got issues. Um, but we're going we're gonna to add in some tiers and, and try to make it worth paying attention to our Patreon. Add in some tears. I imagine yeah. lots of crying. Crying and whatnot. Um, I do that anyway. To clarify... Nah, so we have, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, what are you clarifying? Uh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, to clarify, things have already happened. The Patreon is is revamped. Yes. And it is yes. up and running. It yeah. is, it I is. rewrote our welcome th- message. I rewrote our special message that we get from... Uh, uh, new people signing up. I deleted all of the dead links to videos that Dean created over the last couple of years that um, existed exist. and don't exist anymore. <laughs> uh, and most importantly, we have two new tiers with actual rewards, not <gasps> the uh, the totally nebulous uh, just thanks for hooking us up rewards. Uh, we made them cheap. We made them as cheap as Patreon would allow us to because, you know, Obviously, the idea is to continue to create free content. We're not... We're, we're, not we, made, we're, we're not trying to make bank here. Exactly. We're not trying to make bank. We're just trying to make back what, what we're making. And I mean, bank would be awesome. People, if someone wants to give bank, we will take bank. Okay. That is true. That, that <laughs> true. being said, we're not trying to make bank. We just don't want to break the bank. It's, uh, there you go. Nailed it. So we've got two tiers of membership, right? We've got level one, which is $1 a month, Okay. So just think about the logistics of one dollar a month. Just one dollar. You could feed some children somewhere <laughs> for just one dollar a month. I was like, or for five cents, you could fund our ridiculous podcast for one dollar a month. There's that's, that's, that's literally what. nothing else that you can get in this world for a dollar per month. Right? Like it's nothing. It, you it, can't get a cup of coffee. No. Inflation's now, granted, gone bananas. You also get this podcast for $0 a month. So if $0 is more your budget, you won't lose out on the podcast. But if you do the $1 a month, you will get our monthly Patreon newsletter, uh, which is basically a breakdown of our podcast schedule. So that's every episode that's being recorded uh, and what the topics are. So for shows like this that are now only going to be monthly for the time being at least... Uh, you get to have a reminder of what those next topics are going to be if you've fallen behind on things or stuff like the Strange Gamer podcast, which is weekly, you get a month's worth of topics in advance. Now, if ever there's a topic that hasn't been chosen or if there's a topic that you want to suggest, the Patreon page is an easy way to do that. So the $1 tier gets you access to our monthly newsletter and any bonus content that gets cut out of episodes uh, that we decide to throw up on there. Uh, weird conversations that don't make sense in the relative terms of anything else. If that stuff ever happens, I can't promise that it does. With do you remember too much cast? I do. Oh, yeah. crap. The, the good old buffet of fuckery. Uh, every now and then, we have strange conversations that get recorded, and if those happen, those will fit in the $1 tier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just didn't really include them in the tier because they're not something that we can 
guarantee will ever happen. It just kind of happened organically. Now, level two is where things get super interesting because not only do you get the newsletter, but you get what we are testing out early access to our episodes to start that early access will be uh, via a YouTube link. But if more people get onto this tier and want the early access, let us know how you would prefer to get that early access and we can work on figuring out how to make that happen. Just because it's the simplest thing for us to do. We're starting off with YouTube links, but that is not a, this is it forever. It's more of a, this is what it's like for now. Let us know how to change things and get better. And we will. So this week's episode, you'll get two days in advance. Um, The episode, new episodes will be posting on Wednesdays now. Uh, But if you happen to be a $3 tier member, that's just $3 a month, three US dollars. You still can't get a cup of coffee for $3. I'm kidding. You can, but it's a small cup of coffee and you don't want it. You want, you want the big one that costs more than $3. Yeah. So just give your $3 to us and fuck coffee. (laughs) And if you don't drink coffee, well then I don't know what's wrong with you, but you should give us your $3. (laughs) So that gets you this week's episode on Mondays. Uh, So this episode you would be getting on uh, September 5th instead of September 7th. If you happen to be one of our existing Patreons. Uh, other shows like uh, Wave Back, my video game music podcast, that will be the same situation. New episodes on Wednesdays, early access on Mondays. Same thing goes for a theater near you, our movie podcast, and my new music podcast, Turning Tracks. Yes, that is a, a pun. Uh, also <laughs> on Mondays. And Stone Age Gamer, you actually get decently early. Stone Age Gamer will still go up on Fridays as usual every week, but early access episodes will be on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. So you get Tuesday instead of Friday on all new episodes of the Stone Age Gamer podcast. That's what we have for our Patreon right now. I know it's not earth shattering or anything, but neither is what we're asking for. So if we can just get a small fraction of the people who listen to our podcast to give just $1 a month, we get just a fraction of them then uh, we will easily cover the costs of our website and maybe even someday put some money towards some new recording equipment. Oh my God, that is So we were literally just talking about, before we started recording, new recording equipment for in in my house. But there's other things that we can be doing, like you you and Dan were talking about traveling to a show. Like, Mm -hmm. that. first off, traveling, paying for that. If we set up at a show, like, that costs money, like getting a table or whatnot. Um, and this may come as a surprise to you, dear listeners, but we're not made of money. Far, far, far. <laughs> no from one it. pays us or asks us to go to these shows. We just pay to go to them. <laughs> um, and that's not true. We were re- we were invited Chris, to Long yeah, Island. Yeah, Sag was invited to. Okay, Long sorry. Island wait, Retro. hold on. We, You're twep- listening to Twep now. No one gives <laughs> right, a shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she said us. Got it. Got so, it, got it. but what I wanted to point out is that this Patreon is for. Geek Aid, not for TWEP, not for SAG, not for turning tracks, not like it is for the the Geek Aid library. So if you sign up for the early access, you're getting early access to all of the shows. Whether you want it or not. Because it's it's available. Like, well, we're making it, we're we're trying to make it available for our Geek Aid family, not just the Twep family or just the SAG family. Like, we want everybody, this this is what this this website started as, is this geek culture, like geek community. We want everybody to be enjoying all of the weirdness that we like. Um, Right now we're starting- Synergy. Yeah. Synergy. Um, Right now we're starting with two tiers. I, I know- 
Angie had mentioned maybe doing um, some sort of uh, coloring page or... Yeah, if we get... Okay, so this is the thing. If anyone from any of our podcasts puts in a request for content of any kind of a drawing, I will draw it and turn it into a, co- uh, a coloring book page for you guys to, to eventually get to the point where we can have like maybe a whole book of coloring pages. But I will do things on theme. People fucking like coloring. Don't lie to me. <laughs> Go like it. Go go color things. There are. Other I just want to contribute. Possi- there are other options and possibilities for future tiers. Um, if there's something that you guys are interested in, or something that you participate with at another show, like let us know. We will maybe we will incorporate that. I literally for a half a minute thought about. Hey, I will offer my editing experience. Like if you're starting your podcast and and you want. It's like an editor for once a month kind of thing. You throw me some money and and we will figure that out kind of thing. And and granted, that's time and and energy and and whatnot, but you're still getting a viable product in return. So that's what we're hoping for. That's what we're shooting for. Um, What we're saying is there's not much we won't do for your money. That sounds kind of gross, but it's true. <laughs> now, these the the only shows that aren't uh, involved in the earlier access program are uh, Sparkcast, the SNES podcast, and uh, Weekend Rental. Those three shows are not currently involved in the earlier access stuff, but we're working with the talking to the creators. They're part of the Geekade podcast network, but uh, um, right now they don't have the we don't we don't have the ability to make those early access episodes, but. Perhaps we will in the future and also be able to include them in the uh, uh, just monthly schedules as well. But we're still working that out. We're still working a lot of this out. It's early. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just we're just trying our darndest here. And we really want this to we want this to take off a little bit more than it did last time when we did pretty much nothing to entice people to sign up for the Patreon. Right. And and now we're, we're trying to give at least a little bit of something. So, yeah. So, uh, Chris, you did make comment about the fact that for the foreseeable future, we are dropping down to one episode a month. Um, I am going to take full responsibility for that. It's my fault. I have a shitty job that has a shitty schedule, and I can't guarantee and can't make my fellow co-hosts revolve their lives around my shitty work schedule. So for the time being, we're going to break it down to just one episode a month. Um, We're going to pretty much do the same uh, you know, premise, it's um, what we've been watching for the first half and then a homework assignment for the second half. Uh, if there's any major news stories, we will drop those in. But, you know, our our, our news episodes were going so, like there was so much space in between each one of them. A lot of that news just just became fluff and it was just a, 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 a just a chance for us to chat with each other and and, and talk about television again so now we're just going to streamline it a little bit better and make it so that the first half we're just going to cover what we've been watching that and and a quick explanation whether it be an explanation or like just how we feel about it and then the second half will be our homework assignment and and we may do that slightly differently but we're just we just gotta unfortunately streamline it or, or 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 take a step back right now because of my schedule um hopefully in the near future things will ease up again and i will be able to 
dedicate quality time to my friends and family. Um, nah. I mean, like, I made a refer I made a comment to Chris earlier today or yesterday. I can't even remember what it was about something that I wanted to do with him, um, and it would just be a thing that we do once a month. But I can't, like, I can't say like when that recording day is. That's the problem. I don't know what my schedule is because, like I said, I work a really shitty job, so I have. And to, I'm also pretty booked. And and that's <laughs> the thing. Like, we have to like. Fit that shit in when we can, if it was to even become a thing. Um, right now, I found out we, well, I was able to tell my co hosts when we are recording a week before we actually recorded because that's when I got my schedule. So we're going to do it the best that we possibly can to make it so that this shit does not affect us again. So now that all of that. <laughs> bullshit is out of the way and we've talked the business end of this show what the hell have you been watching for the past month nothing god damn it yeah movies no, only like movies TikToks. <laughs> that's about it just lots and tiktoks yeah tiktok time goes it's weird how like as soon as you start tiktoks or reels like the time just vanishes because they're really <laughs> so funny and seamless and so quick to say, oh, no, this is not what I want to watch. Oh, look, no, I do want to watch that. I do I kind of love the fit. way Evan has curated his TikTok. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. There's a guy I like. He's funny. He's a North Carolinian that just comments on other videos. <laughs> Usually I have a uh, teenage family member who sends me about 30 TikToks a day. Oh, oh like God. outside Great. of my like following page of my <laughs> FYP, I always have to clear through my messages, and it's almost all videos about animes that I don't watch, um, <sighs> and just weird shit. There you go. And I love this kid. I love them, but like <laughs> they watch some weird. They shit. send me a lot of shit. <laughs> Why don't you watch uh, the Animu, Karen? Uh, watch uh, the Animu. One of us. I have nothing against the anime. I have something against, like, not having 45 hours in a day. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great? No. No, no it, it would, would just be end great. up being more work. It's Let's be true. real. Oh, wait. There's it, your The list. only way it works is that if you can control time so that um, you're the only one who gets the extra time. Yes. Then it works. Like, if everyone else just stops and you get a bunch more hours in the day, then it's great. But if everyone gets all the extra hours, doesn't fucking do nothing. I agree. Get the scientists <laughs> working on the tube technology. So, Karen, I want to throw out a thank you for throwing, for in, in our chat, making the idea of putting the list of what we actually watched. Because I just figure it's been two months. Maybe uh, maybe we should write things down so we remember and not spend an hour fumbling for like, oh yeah, what was that thing I watched? It made me go ago. back through my Plex history to go, oh shit, we have watched quite a bit. Um, I, I think it's just easiest to just work through your list. We'll just go because sure. a lot of them... I'm sure there's overlap. A lot of overlap. There's one or two here that I know about, but we haven't watched, but... Uh, go ahead. Start us off. Oh, who me? Yeah. Wow. I'm not in charge of things. 
Yeah, uh, wow, that just I, happened. I, I, I didn't do the assignment. Um, <laughs> no, I did it, but then I turned it in and forgot about it and turned my brain off. All right, uh, we watched, uh, we finished the Umbrella Academy season three. So I thought fin- it was great. Finished, finished, like where you are, two off, I think. Yeah. Now we finished the whole ding dang thing. Watching him make figure out his powers. Who's him? Um. Uh, really? Old guy who used to be young guy. No. No. Um, oh, Klaus. No, Klaus. Yeah. Klaus. There you go. I was like, I'm not helping you with <laughs> Thank this. Thank you. you. My need to brain is Klaus. old. Watching Klaus. Klaus figure, is the greatest. Watching him figure out his powers was amazing. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. A lot about that season was great. Um, except we didn't like some things that happened with Allison, but I won't go into it because you guys aren't caught up. Well, well, I, I would mean, say we're far enough along right now that we sure we should have opinions, but we don't that's like okay. Allison either. So yeah, I like Allison. I just don't know, like what they did with her. Like, I don't like Allison. What the hell, in man? This season. Yeah, I don't like her. Uh, her turn to bitterness, especially when she went from being like so supportive of Victor and like all of these changes, and then just being like, you know what? I'm angry. Here, <laughs> let me assault my own family member. Like, what? Literally, fuck everybody. I'm just gonna fucking murder this guy. Yeah, I'm yeah. just gonna kill him and stuff him in a trunk. Just straight to murder, like excessive. Right. That, that's a ninety degree turn there. That's yeah. some. Uh, that's I feel like direction. the writer forgot some very important connective tissue from getting some <laughs> characters the way they acted from point A to point B. Agreed. But I can't say I cared that much because I was so entertained by the show anyway. But still, there's a lot of really, a lot to really be good desired. stuff in this show. A lot of really good stuff. I will say though that was the one that was one thing that like borderline it nearly took me out of it. It really did, just because I was like, "This doesn't." I feel you. Like I was like, "Is it me? Like, what is-, is she doing? Like yeah. everything else is so great. What is she doing?" Mm-hmm. I just had a really uh. hard time coming to terms with the choices that she made because it didn't. It nothing about her character thus far has made sense to me. Like even with trauma and like all of the stuff that she's had to deal with, it's it still doesn't seem to fit the way that she's been written. Poorly written. That's it. All right, moving on. Um, and we did get news that they are dropping a fourth and final season. So oh, good. Good, hopefully good, good. there's going to be some resolution there that explains some shit. Mm. Uh, Stranger Things, we finished season four, part two. Yeah, we did. Yeah, All we did, two we? episodes of it. Loved it. Chrissy, wake up. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> Uh, very much liked it. Uh, you guys caught up? Oh yeah, I, I don't remember. Your I notes. feel that yes. there was a lot of a lot of wasted time in it. Like it didn't have to be two and a half hours each episode. Um, <laughs> but it was an enjoyable ride for the like the points that were really good. Like that that whole Russian bit. Like what? What? Why? Why so long? There was a lot of back and forth there. <laughs> Why so long? <laughs> But yes, we it know he's did, a dick. He's going to sabotage the helicopter. It was like very gratifying when they finally broke out of there, mm-hmm. kicked the ass of the Demogorgons, got Hopper back. All uh, buff, of that was buff Hopper. <laughs> there was some, there was fire. There was Metallica. the payoff was worth it. I thought. I'm very very pleased. Definitely enjoyed the hell out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great new characters. Hopefully Eddie will somehow be back. Yes. We'll see. Uh, he, he did. <laughs> According to the internet, 
there's theories out there. I haven't checked out what they are, and I don't want to know. But Dark Eddie, <laughs> very popular. So, <laughs> and apparently, there's this, this section of the internet that thinks that that Eddie and Steve are in love. So I don't know what that's about. What? Got, okay, listen, y'all. I, stop. Some of this wishful thinking is just too far. I oh, know, right? Like two I'm, male characters like each other, therefore they must be gay. Yes. Well, that's how it works, Chris. <laughs> that's how it works. When, Everyone is gay. When two boys like each other, they really like each other. Yep. That's why you and Evan are going to run away together. We've actually said it in text. I mean, that's, that's how the conversation about restarting the podcast opened up, so... <laughs> Uh, um, you guys are ones to talk. Oh, okay. So we still got uh, one. Okay. Next up, we continued on the murder train <laughs> uh, with only murders in the building. We just finished that yeah. yesterday. Yeah, the we day did before? too. Well, it just ended. It, it just was ended right last week. We were watching that almost current. Yeah. I enjoyed the hell out of that. I God, liked me that too. a lot. Love like, that show. I was yeah, upset like, with the spin. Like I thought, like what, like when they, you know, the setup at the end, and I was like, no, no, they're not going to do this again. No, and then I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I like this. This is good. Was didn't like blow my socks off, but I was like, this is better than what I expected it to be. Because damn, that I think it was that one character. Yeah, time. I didn't. I, I didn't. Um... <laughs> I didn't know how they were going to do a season two when they said they were going to do a season two. And then, you know, they did it. And <laughs> like, it was like halfway through episode seven, I think, that I was like, I think I know what happened. And I was close. I wasn't right, but I was close. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just had the wrong woman. Right. But everything else I figured out. Um, but yeah, it was great. And, and, and the, you know, teaser for season, season three. three. Ant-Man shows up. Especially it. with Paul fucking Rudd being the victim. <laughs> That's outstanding. So, Glorious. So I'm Paul curious Rudd. about your next one because I I acquired this and it was not what I thought it was. I'm curious <laughs> as to... Wh- wh- okay, go. I don't I don't know that, any, that this was what anybody thought it was going to be. We watched I Am Groot. <laughs> Which you know was just five sh- five minute shorts on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, we watched them all with the kids, okay. even though the kids like have little to no context of who Groot is, but that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely adorable. Okay, adorable and hilarious. Okay. But yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that that's what that was going to be. Did you guys? <laughs> nope. Mm-hmm. I did, I like. I don't even know if you did. You see any of it, hon? No. Okay, because they are. It's adorable. Like that's the reason I grabbed it, and it's Groot. And I was like, "What? I like? Is this going to tie into the MCU? Is this going to be like that?" And then no. Oh no, these are just adorable. Like it's like um, Forky, that, that little run. Forky asks a question. <laughs> like that has nothing to do with Toy Story, but it was adorable. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, like I like the last one that had Rocket in there, where he came and was like, "And she get the walls both wet and on fire." <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Uh, oh, all right. Uh, did you, that next one on my list? Did you want to save that as your as well, your second I, half? I, that's my second half. So all we right, we'll skip, skip over that, that 
And I just did a thing that was bad. Sandman. So we watched Sandman. You guys watch Ooh. any Sandman? No. No. How is it so far? Or is it done? Did we they... finished it. It's available. Um, okay. All of it's available. <clears throat> it except for the bonus episode. We don't except for the bonus right, episode. It took us a long time to get into it. Okay. Seven episodes. Oh, I am. Is... Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> it took you. You. You powered through seven yes, episodes. We stuck with it. After like two or three, I was like, I am going to watch this out of like Neil Gaiman loyalty, honey. You okay. can drop it if you want to. And he's like, ah, we came this far. <laughs> um, and it wasn't that it was like bad or not interesting, but it just was like, it wasn't compelling. Like it wasn't pulling you into like, oh, I want to see what happens next. I want to see what happens next. Um, neither one of us is like super familiar with the source material. Mm-hmm. Um, please don't send me emails, Neil Gaiman fans. I'm sorry. I love him. It's just this is not my jam. Um, but yeah, it just took a long time to get where it was going, and then it got where it was going, and it was pretty good. Um, the casting is fantastic, and then it was done. The casting is fantastic. Um, the dude who plays Dream is like freaking perfect. And mm-hmm. I read somewhere that he got, or someone told me that he got cast because he said the lines exactly the way Neil Gaiman like heard them in his head. Wow. That's cool. Um, Unless he had a conversation yeah. with Neil. That's fucking amazing because Neil's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Patton Oswalt is uh, Matthew the Raven. Of course. So that's pretty fun. Yeah, I did not great. expect that. <laughs> And uh, and I really enjoyed Jenna Coleman as Joanna Constantine. Um, I guess. Uh, All right. I mean, Chris. Like that Chris was- felt more that it was like it's just Jenna Coleman being Jenna Coleman, which I get, but I like Jenna Coleman, so I was fine with it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I did. Didn't really do anything for me. Um, it was fine. And just, uh, yeah. I, I wanted I wanted more of the like Rose Walker storyline. Like once we got really in in depth with her, I was like, I want I I wish we had met her sooner and then maybe just I think it was just a matter of like structuring the season differently would have worked better for me. However, they I got more into time? this than I did the books, so I think it's an improvement. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Do they do, yeah, do like they I, stuff okay. at, like out of chronological order? I don't know oh, the yeah. source. So. Yeah, no well, no, idea. I just I meant like The Witcher did. was doing stuff where like it does. Oh, not- oh no, 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 not at all. So, no, okay. it was actually very in chronological order, which okay. I think made it more accessible. Um, okay. it just I, it sounded like you said the way that they did it. I, I was wondering if there was anything specific about that, and like maybe that would be it. No, they just spent, like, the first, like, three episodes explaining how Dream got, like, trapped in the mortal realm and how he escaped. And they spent a really long time on that, and then, like, they had to get through all of that before they could explain, like, and then while he was gone, this is all the stuff that happened in the Dreaming, and then all the stuff that happened in the Dreaming led to what happened with Rose Walker, and then it got interesting. It was gotcha. just like it was a lot. They spent a whole episode on I don't remember the dude's name, but he's the one who had Dreams Ruby. They spent a whole episode on him and what he did with the Ruby. Oh, see, I don't mm. know anything about. <laughs> like, I didn't read Sandman, con- so 
It was yeah. kind of interesting, but it was like... It, it was like a standalone, basically. Yeah. And it was David Thewlis who played Lupin in the Harry Potter movies, um, and he's great. Cool. But, and, like, the whole thing with Dream being trapped in the mortal world, like, God, they spent a lot of... Like, the first episode was a slog, and it was all about him in the stuck in the, the mortal realm, and he doesn't say anything the whole time. Dream just sits naked in a ball for like three episodes and then all this stuff happens around him and it doesn't mean shit <sighs> by the time you get to the actual plot of the show that's interesting all the things that happened to him while he was gone didn't really mean anything like all the the family and the the, the that passed the stones down and everything it didn't amount to anything and it was well done but i didn't care and that was my biggest problem i didn't care enough about what happened next and i think part of part of my problem was how overhyped certain performances were like i I, and i I guess this comes from people who are like super into the books because i have zero connection to the books i i couldn't get into them i never really read them so when i saw um Joanna Constantine instead of John Constantine. It's like, all right, why did we make this choice? Right. Because you like Jenna Coleman? Because, like, right now, I don't see why this, I don't see why you made John Constantine Joanna Constantine for any reason other than funsies. And I'm sure that's fine, but there's nothing special happening here. Um, Lucifer, I think. What's her name? Gwendolyn um, Christie. Gwendolyn Christie. She's. I think she's great. But like, and they did this really awesome battle with Lucifer. But like her as Lucifer. What's the What's the the non-binary person who played Desire? I don't know their name. Uh, they were great. They had menace. <laughs> there was this. There is this like degree of menace and um, flair to their personality. I didn't get like. I just didn't feel anything from Lucifer. Uh, which was like, this is a really cool concept of the way that they battled one another, but I didn't get any feeling of uh, menace or any real, like, charming personality out of Lucifer. I didn't get any of that. And um, the other one was, I didn't have a problem with death, but the way the internet was ranting and raving about this amazing performance, oh, this person is perfect as death, she's just fucking nails it, couldn't possibly be better anybody who thinks this is wrong is a fucking moron this is perfect and it was she was fine but she didn't do anything that like knocked my socks off or anything like so i feel like a lot of it was probably overhyped which was probably what set my expectations for certain things too high um i thought the death episode was really good um but there there wasn't anything about this show that hit me so hard of like no this is absolutely fucking amazing I like the concepts uh, that the world builds. And once it got to that plot of the, the, what was the guy with the glasses name? Gilbert. No. Really? The Corinthian. Corinthian. The Corinthian. Like he, he set up super early and I'm like, that's, that's an interesting villain. You don't see him again until he comes back towards the end. It's like, Oh, that's pretty cool. That's all right. I like, I like this. I like these concepts, but it didn't, it was good. It didn't like floor me. Gotcha. And to the to the extent of like, all right, now that we finished this, 
do I want to watch this bonus episode that's like an hour and a half long or oh, whatever? Jesus, like, there's so much shit. other stuff that I want to really want to watch, and I felt like I was watching, with the exception of the last what four or five episodes, I felt like I was watching it out of responsibility instead of <laughs> joy. I yeah, think the hype exactly. has a lot to do with how beloved this property is and yeah. how much anxiety that maybe fans had about the adaptation and the fact that it came out faithful mm-hmm. made them feel like it was amazing. And without us having a connection to the source material, we we're just like, it's not amazing. It's good. Yeah. yeah. So I it's think that explains that. And, and that's not Please. a bad thing. Like, you know, it, no. it's good for it to be good. But like, that's the thing, like, the internet and the hype train and and i'm going to speak to something later on about the negatives and whatnot like it, it a show needs to be able to stand on its own and whether you know source material or not and it sounds like this show does but those that know the source material hyped it up so much that it makes it not as good which is a shame it's like, a standard that few things could have possibly lived up to right right all right um and Neil Gaiman's been pretty open about how, like, this is, like, the biggest streaming success on Netflix ever, and that's still not enough to convince Netflix that um, a season two that, that they're going to renew it for season two, because, like, season, um, season Netflix's metric is how fast people binge things. Mm-hmm. Are you As freaking whether, serious? Netflix is so goddamn so stupid. fucking stupid. They're so fucking <laughs> And stupid. people haven't binged this fast enough for whatever reason because we have lives, Netflix. God damn it. <laughs> I, uh, I don't understand Netflix, man. They make, they're make they making so many bad choices, just r- hiking the, the, the cost of everything and canceling shit left and right. Like, before anything gets... They canceled Resident Evil for crying out loud. I didn't watch that, but I know, like, people watched it. They made, like, 13 of those stupid fucking movies... And they can't even keep the show around for a second season to see if it can find its footing. Like, God, Netflix it's is not how you do it. Netflix. Netflix is fine, but they're like, they're it kind used, of in trouble. You know, it used to be so much better. Like, I actually donated money to to like because I was so happy with their quality of content. I was just giving the money and not watching it because of nefarious means. Like, I literally didn't have to pay for it because I had access. I just said, I like the stuff that they are doing. They deserve my money. And now they don't. So I took it back. <laughs> no, you are asking for more money and you're giving me lower quality content and not giving me a chance to like the stuff that you're trying to put out there. Like, no, that's not how this game is played. Good, sir. No, no, no. Yeah, they're they're throwing a great thing in the toilet and I really hope that they stop. Indeed. But anyway... Let's Next. keep this train back moving. To, back to the list. The rest of these are short, short, sh- short shows that I think we could talk about briefly. Mm-hmm. We have watched seasons one and two of Lower Decks. We were caught up until the new season dropped. Yep. I Lower Decks is fucking great. I'm turning into a Star Trek person <laughs> and I don't know who I am anymore. Isn't it weird? <laughs> like, it's it weird. weird. Like, I got that. I'm not like, mad. It, no. It's, it's like, I watched the shit out of that. And um, Orville, like I, sh- 
like and I enjoy the shit out of both of those shows. I'm like, am I a am I a Star Trek fan? Do I not know that I'm a Star Trek fan? That's how it starts, honey. <laughs> Everyone's a Star for, Star Trek fan that just doesn't know you. Because it's good television. It's just good television. But I think I like a Star Trek that's time. not Star Trek though. Like Lower Decks is not normal Star Trek. No, but you know, it doesn't that's, have to be. That's a that we were talking to somebody else about this show recently, and it was just like. You know, it, this is a Star Trek story we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. All the other Star Trek properties are all about bridge crew, and there's like thousands of people on a starship. So I'm, let's what, see um, somebody else. What's Picard's number one? Um, Riker? Riker. Riker. When Riker shows up, <laughs> and, like he, he talks as if his chest is always puffed up. Like this fucking, that's fantastic. Because oh god and there's gonna be a, a strange new is. worlds lower decks crossover that i cannot wait <laughs> to see i cannot I, wait <laughs> that's a live action and an animated i cannot wait all right yes. next uh so we finished up what we had of lower decks and jumped into uh, season one of harley quinn nice. which uh was surprisingly great okay good not that we expected it to be bad but um, i just didn't expect it to be this that good, good. <laughs> uh, wow yeah season one was great i it's season two goes slightly differently um but it's still still great still good stuff it's, it's the I, it's the it's got like very high joke density oh yeah and uh just the level of crassness from like a character that I'm mostly familiar with from the you know Batman the animated series and, mm-hmm. and Justice League, so for her to be like a, a you know bubblegum kind of villain and then she's dropping f bombs left and right, it kind of like shook me for a second and then I was like, okay, I'm on board with this, hundred percent. The tertiary characters in that show are fantastic. I mean, King Shark is one of my favorite <laughs> animated people on any show and he just gets better and better as the show progresses like there's an, i just i got I'm, I'm i'm in season three watching this and there's a show an episode where king shark has to go back to his home because his dad dies and his brother's becoming the king so he has to like give the crown away and this is giant battle see uh, it's fantastic but it's king shark with that that comedic oh yes you should talk like this like no that's not how king shark is supposed to talk but it's okay because it's fantastic <sighs> um and i i like what the i mean the show's hilarious but i i like what it has to say too it has a message underneath that yep. it has like things to say about women and equality and all that good stuff and, and i like it so have you gotten a kite man yet uh, kite man yes Good. we have gotten to kite man <laughs> kite man uh and then with the kids we have been alternating between seasons one season one of she-ra and season one of ducktales we're almost through season one of she-ra and these are rewatches for you guys right? these are rewatches for okay. she-ra and they've and- watched ducktales before yeah Oh wait, is this? No, they didn't really watch Ducktales. Oh, okay. I watched most of it by myself. Is this newer? We old never watched Tales? the last seasons of both of these shows. Neither one have we finished. No. Is this the, um, the current Ducktales or the old school Ducktales? Current Ducktales. Current okay. Ducktales. Right. Um, and those are fun. Um, but the kids never seem like when it's their turn to pick, they never pick these. So 
gotcha. they're they're happy enough to watch them. I might we're about to hit the season one finale of Shiran. I might change my pick to something else. There's uh, a new season of Bluey dropped that I want to see, and also my uh, nibbling has been sending me lots of clips of Owl House, which uh, mm-hmm. looks like a cute show. So <laughs> I want to see that as well. Owl House, that's funny. We were at a convention, and Angela has a piece of artwork that's of an owl and at the show like a group of young ladies came it's like oh my god that's such and such from owl house and i'm like no that that's tilted owl because it's an owl with his head tilted to the side it's not a character no it's exactly okay if that's what you want it to be it is do, do you want to buy it <laughs> i was like if you're buying it you can call it whatever you want call it whatever you want <laughs> absolutely uh, and then on my own, I have, in addition to rewatching a shit ton of West Wing all summer, um, which is weird to watch the older and more politically aware you get, mm-hmm. and also weird to watch them handle issues like 20 years ago now that are the same as what we're dealing with now, except everything is worse. <laughs> um, that's really weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know <laughs> why I'm still finding it comforting, but I am. Um, and in addition to those, I, I think I talked about Heartstopper the last time we recorded, which was like a very sweet YA rom-com thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was looking for, I was like, I need more of the same flavor. Uh, so I went to Amazon and watched The Summer I Turned Pretty, which is a really cute story. Um, it's based on, uh series of books by Jenny Han who also did uh, To All the Boys I've Loved Before that was on Netflix this was on Amazon the summer I turned pretty and it's about this Asian American girl who her family vacations with another family on Long Island I guess every summer and uh, they're all you know they're all teenagers now and the other family has these two boys and this is the summer that she turned pretty and she'd like stop being an awkward teenager and got hot and then there's like a love triangle with the brothers and it's just all very you know fluffy and delicious and exactly the kind of thing that I needed nice um and I caught up with the girls five of season two which was also fun I don't think it was as good as season one um I'm sorry I mean there's when you're writing when you're writing a show, when you're writing a comedy, that part of the comedy is um based on like songwriting, you gotta have a deep, deep pouch of great songs. songs. Like yeah. Crazy Ex Girlfriend did this really well. They came out with banger after banger after banger. Um and Sarah Barry Ellis is a great songwriter. But I don't know that, like, the comedy writing is up to continually coming up with that many great comedy songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And the plot lines got kind of weird because they're really, um, they're leaning into, like, the middle-agedness of all these characters, which is super great and relatable. But also, like, TV is kind of an escape for people and, like, things got a little too real. Like... (laughs) There was a, you know, a pregnancy scare for somebody who was, like, not sure if they were able to have more kids or wanted to have more kids, and then they got pregnant. I was like, 
uh, it is, I, I'm trying to laugh at silly songs right, here yeah. and a goofy a you know, satire show. <laughs> I don't I don't necessarily want this. You know, I don't want this chocolate in my peanut butter. <laughs> um, well said. I'm sorry. I just caught so. me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, you know, I liked it, but I think season one was better and we'll see. I don't even know if we're going to get another season. So that's all of our stuff. What did we miss? Do you have anything that you were watching on your own specifically or just the the show that you're going to talk about second half? Just that second half. That that's the only thing. Okay. Um, so quickly for us, the only thing that we hadn't mentioned, we are caught up on resident alien. Yay. Yeah. Which is, this is some bullshit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like become oh. one of my uh, catchphrases. <laughs> As it should. Always, always. Um, for me, I watched a couple of things that I'm just going to touch upon. I think I may have mentioned um, the Dark Side series. Um, Dan had asked me to get the Dark Side of Wrestling, and it's a Vice show, and they've also come out with the Dark Side of the 90s, but recently they just released the Dark Side of Comedy, and it first two episodes were of Chris Farley and Andrew Dice Clay. And, like, I love this Dark Side series. Like, I think it's really well done. The information that they give is really, really good. It's really in-depth. Um, Evan loves the darkness. And and that's it's weird, like, this, especially the 90s one. Like, I was like, I was reliving shit. I was like, oh, my God, I remember that. Um, I, I, watching the Andrew Dice Clay episode, I actually was so uncomfortable because Angela came home. And I'm like, I can't watch this with you here because I he is so fucking inappropriate so bad yes. and he is like an like a, a rock star in the 90s but I'm familiar with Dice Clay my dad was a Dice Clay fan and my dad passed away when I was 17 which tells you exactly how old I was when I was overhearing Dice Clay material yeah and it was like I was saying not appropriate I was saying the 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 the, the content that I remembered I haven't I'm like I haven't said this shit in 15 fucking years how is this still in my head but yeah the, the Dark Side <laughs> series is great wrestling 90s and comedy um Pretty sure I mentioned the G word. Um, what's that guy's name? Adam Conover. Adam Con- Con- Conover. Conover. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all about the government, and that's, he worked with Obama. It was it was really really well done. Like it was really good. A um, lot of great information given, both pro and con of the government and the way things are handled. Um, so it, it opened my eyes to a number of things that I was not I was wasn't aware of. So um, if you look any. It's uh, if you like the way Adam ruins everything, this is that just with the, about the government. Um, I for some reason started watching Wayward Pines. Um, it's weird. I sort of enjoyed it, but it was one of those. I I was up all night because we had a situation at the house, and I just turned it on and I started watching. Made it like four episodes in, and I have not been able to find the time to put it back on. About this guy who gets stuck in a town and he's not allowed to leave and he becomes the chef. It's really weird. Um, but I'm enjoying it and I'm going to get back to it. Uh, I know I've mentioned previously watching Bird Girl. <laughs> I am current on Bird Girl. Um, I love it when Angie pops in and watches it and, and enjoys it as much as I do. Um, the show is fantastic <laughs> and I relate way too much. And also the opening is literally my internal oh my God, monologue. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh my God. Um, 
I I suggest it. Watch it. Um, it's a lot of fun. And Harvey Birdman, turning at law, like that Birdman. that that mindset of comedy, like it's it's that vein. It's really really entertaining. Um, I am current on the Orville. I am praying that they come up with another season or they find a home for this show because it is fantastically done. Uh, I, I'm so curious it's for Chris to watch it to to see what a like a, a Star Trek fan feels about it, but I'm not pushing. Um, well, I mean, we didn't. I did not care for that first episode that we watched, but I've come to understand that this show changes pretty considerably after season one. So. Yeah, the season one was the Family Guy version of fucking Star Trek, and then it just became like a like a want to be Star Trek. Like they're paying homage to their roots, and they just pepper in the comedy not the other way around like they did it in the first season yeah one thing that evan has pointed out to me like i would kind of sit down next to him once in a while and he'd be like yeah so they just did this one episode that was like super heavy and da, da, da. and it's like they're definitely covering complex subjects some of the subjects that would i would say be on par with like when i was watching next gen like star trek next gen um transgender reassignments like like yeah, but the way that they're tackling it, they just tend to throw in a little bit more comedy, and I think it makes it more fun to watch. Whereas I think, like, if you enjoy, like, Star Trek Next Generation, I think, for me at least, sometimes it got a little bit dry. Um, yeah. That, and that was Next that, Gen? Dry? The heck you say? <laughs> and that was like, why I was never intrigued or interested in Star Trek, because I always felt it was so dry. This is giving me that feel, but not as like i it's still serious but it's not as serious not as heavy even though they are talking about heavy topics um all right with that carly quinn caught up on that i started watching preacher and i love it i'm like halfway through season two and i think the show is fantastic i can't believe i missed it the first time through i was never a fan of the comics but it's great um I love all the characters. That the whole cast is doing a really good job. There's, there's a Dominic Cooper's in that, right? He, uh, I want to say, yeah, I think yes. he's the main the guy, guy who played. Is the guy who played Tony Stark in Howard Stark? Howard Stark. Ha- yes. Well, yeah, excuse me, Agent Howard Stark Carter. in Agent Carter. Um, yep. Yeah, he plays the him. preacher, and he does a, he does a great job. And I ha- had no basis of information for where the character came from, and I was I was hooked by episode one. Um, it's it's. I I don't I haven't spoken to anybody who knows the source material, but I it's not bothering me either way. Like I it doesn't I don't need it to follow because it's being it's a really engaging and entertaining television show. Um, so yeah, enjoying the hell out of that. Um, I downloaded and watched a couple of episodes of the Cuphead show. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That was some weird shit. Yeah, yeah. Weird. You know who really loves the Cuphead show? Our almost six-year-old daughter. <laughs> that that tracks. There's a lot of violence in that show. <laughs> <laughs> she just is a cuckoo. Um, yeah, the art style is fantastic. I love that art style. Um, and it's it's I don't know. At points in time, it's like oddly childish, and then not so much. So I still haven't gotten a, a solid read on it yet. Um, <laughs> I still got a bunch of episodes to go. Um, and I, I'm caught up on Lower Decks. Um, I, okay, so 
I unfortunately, with my evening show, I have wrapped all the way around all of the ghost hunters, all of the ghost nation, all of the kindred spirits, like two or three times. So I had to find something else to watch. And by God, there are 18 seasons of ancient fucking aliens. And I am now falling to sleep every night to that. <laughs> How they fill 18 seasons and at least 10 episodes per season of this shit is beyond me, but I am enthralled. <laughs> How they could tie everything back to aliens is amazing. The answer is yes, he is slowly losing I'm going brain crazy. cells I'm going while nutty. watching. Um, Hun, it's your turn. Do you have the list up? I do. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm going to power through this and not give a lot of descriptions because I got to get up early for work. Um, okay, I finished Black Sails, uh, the rewatch that I had been doing way back when. It was just really wonderful. And there's an extremely brutal scene that happens in the fourth season that I had forgotten that there's anything after that i literally thought that like that was how the show ended i was like man the show's so depressing no it's just the fact that it was so deeply ingrained into my brain that i forgot anything else happened after that um so spoiler happy ending it was kind of nice mostly happy ending i don't know some people die um <laughs> they're pirates it happens yeah uh, then and also to clarify this is a spin-off of like treasure island so there's this aspect of like the treasure and all this other stuff so i don't know it's just really cool i love it um 30 rock i've been slowly doing a rewatch of that slash actual watch through because i've never watched through the whole show um i don't know what it is with like me just picking shows where people are fucking terrible because like everyone on that show is fucking terrible but I guess I must be either jaded or I'm going to hell because I've started being like, yes, I love this. <laughs> These are my um, people. They're speaking to me. Yeah, I don't know. There's just things about it where I'm like, wow, you guys are terrible. Let's keep going. And what's funny is I know what <laughs> show you're going to talk about next. Yes. Just the opposite. And then I think I'm trying to cancel this out and bring a little bit of sugar back into the, all this sour because... <laughs> My God, I've watched so much baking show. I watched all of the great Brit or all of the great Canadian baking show, and then Evan somehow acquired all the beginning episodes of the Great British Baking Show. So I was watching <gasps> that incredibly rough connect. Oof! Uh. Did you just say where? I mean, I know where, but I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, I like get the to ones see, that aren't on PBS. Yeah, yeah, I get to see like yes. the origins of this show, and I think I know why they don't put it on PBS. But I don't care; it's still great. Like it's yeah. it's rough. There's a it's whole so learning rough. aspect to it, like a historical yeah. aspect of it, which I thought was amazing, and I was upset that they got rid of that. They've been doing this thing in the first few seasons where they go into the history of like certain dishes that they have on the show, and it's fascinating. Like I really love it, and then the like the two comedians on the show will go to some of these locations and they'll try stuff. Um, and I just, I don't know. I love it. I really, I really think it's interesting. It makes me feel like I'm learning more. Of course I can't retain any of the information though, because that would require more brain cells. Um, but I'm really enjoying it and it's nice. And, uh, in the early episodes, there's one where, um, oh shit. It's the, um, the cake that Mary's really good at with the, uh, squares. Oh shit. I know that, what you're talking about. I just can't. Yeah, it's like a pull the name. It's like a it's a super British name. It's like a Baxton something. I don't know. Um, but whatever that cake is, like uh, they actually do um, like her a, making it, right? Yeah, they actually do like a video tutorial. <laughs> nice, and it's really cool. Um, 
<laughs> I was just talking to somebody about this type of thing. It was they were talking about books, but I feel it applies. They called it a mental cheeseburger. I was like, yeah, that's it. It's a mental cheeseburger. I love that so much. Yes. Um, so that is uh wait I did I did have to Google this because yes and I did look up cake with squares inside it's a Battenberg cake there Battenberg we go. I see I knew it yeah Battenberg cake what's the, what's okay. the guys the the male's name Paul Hollywood watching Paul, Paul Hollywood. work with her at one point in time he, like she's like we need to mix this and he goes can I do it with my hands yeah and she goes yeah and then he starts mixing this thing what she was going to mix it with a mixer yeah and then he goes watch we're going to go into warp speed and then he like the speed in which his hand spun <laughs> around the bowl was inhuman at one point I wondered if it actually hurt to mix that way but he's like if all of our bakers did this they wouldn't fuck up so much basically was what he was saying and I was like oh Paul I love you sounds like Paul yep <laughs> Um, but it was great because he really does talk about like you need this kind of tactile experience with the banking in order to like really understand what it is that you're trying to create. Like if you know what it's supposed to feel like, it's a lot harder to fuck it up. Yeah, um, I get that. Yeah. So I like I kind of appreciated some of his logic behind it. And it's so funny because like the stuff they put over the outside of it, like he crimped edge. Like it was just so stupid. Some of the things they did in like the cutest way. I was like, I hate and love this so much. <laughs> it's like when you see a really cute baby and you kind of want to murder it. You want to pinch yeah. its face for some reason. Yeah. Violent. No, that's an actual Wait. thing in the brain. Um, Settle down, people. <laughs> no, uh no anywho move on honey okay. it's 10 o'clock <laughs> okay so i i will the science explain i will i will explain the I science you're later gonna start googling shit i i will I there's there's it. real science there okay uh anyway continuing on with the walking dead um i got to season nine it season eight was rough and season nine is like the, one of the highest rated seasons in the show um so i did not want to ruined it for myself <sighs> so I took a little break and then I realized like oh we're getting close to the point where if I wait a little bit longer by the time I actually get caught up to present the new episodes might be out so I'm trying to like hold off a little before I go back to it um but that was kind of nuts like the thing the the I don't know I think there's some stuff that they do that's just so great on that show and then there are other times when I'm like why is this happening why um, are you the way that you are yeah exactly I, really and truly um so basically I, I am still enjoying the walking dead but um I, i've also noticed and i don't know if anyone else can relate to this every now and then when i'm watching this stuff that has like this really dark content i do just need to take a break a palate cleanser like you need to it, you need to pause yeah you know? like i just need to give my mind some a little bit because like there's the shows i get it like it's a drama you have to have high stakes you have to have things go wrong in order to continue the story but like it's exhausting I'm, yeah i'm just I'm, I'm like i'm invested in these characters and to some extent i'm like when will your journey be over like i want you to rest i'm not over this show it's not like sam and dean where i'm like oh god another fucking crybaby whiny brother fight i'm like oh no like you guys you've just been through a lot it's okay you you deserve to rest now and have people not be so shitty anymore you figured out how to kill the zombies real good let's just be good with that um, but the the stuff they address with like problem solving and everything, oh, God, I fucking I just I really love that show and I love the way that they go into like old school methods of of doing things for survival. It's just fascinating. And then combine new technology. I just 
Yes. Okay. Um, I also started pushing through My Hero Academia because I am a teacher and I have students that keep talking about that show and I also need to watch a couple of other animes and I've been told that it's like the anime version of X-Men only better and I will say that um, as I got through I straight up had watched the first three episodes and been like, nope, 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 nope. I went back to it after not watching this show for like literally a year. And now I'm like, oh, I skipped the first three episodes and this is tolerable. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of where I'm at right now. It's a pretty typical anime story for the main character. You know, like, eh, I don't really have powers, but I kind of do because I'm getting them from somebody else. So I kind of have to keep this thing a secret, but I'm going to be the the super wholesome person who inspires others. And I don't know, but I, I... I do like a lot of stuff about it. I love how dynamic it is and uh, it kind of inspires me artistically. So like, that's fun. Um, The next thing is, this is something we were both watching, but Evan dropped off and I just haven't picked it up again. We started Miss Marvel and it was not for Evan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We forgot to mention Miss Marvel, but we watched that as well. And uh, I don't know. I thought it was great. I want to show it to my kids. Like, It's probably the first Marvel show that I feel like we could show to the kids. Yeah. Um, I have, I haven't, like I said, I haven't finished it, not for any reason other than I just hadn't finished it yet. I wasn't sure if Evan was definitely done, done, and then he was done, done. Um, so I was just like, okay, cool. Like, you know, I'll, I'll pick it back up again. But there's a lot of things I, I really do love about how the show is being handled, especially the way that, like, her inner monologue turns into these animated, like, comics. I just mm-hmm. love that. Yeah, I love the visual style. I love the kind of twist at the end. I loved... I, lo- I mean, like, it definitely was stylistically a little... Um, I felt a little disconnected from it stylistically, but the story uh, and the characters were enough to keep me invested as well as the connections to the the larger mcu as a whole uh i think what they're doing with damage control is neat how how spoiler how spoilery do you want to talk about the ending like i literally know nothing about what happens at the end and i i'm actually okay with not knowing right now and getting to the end okay because there's like there's 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 a bomb that drops towards the end um that has a little something to do with her powers and then it kind of makes me think about other things in this show a little bit differently, and I am excited about that. That's cool. Okay, do you feel like maybe I should know then? No. I don't know that... Yeah. No. You should, okay. you should no, we watch, can watch it. it. I mean, yeah, I, it, should, this, show was, it. this show is not made for me, so I'm not... It's not... It's just not engaging to me. Like, I'm okay. not saying it's bad, I'm not saying How it's far good. did you get? Two, three episodes in? Okay, it's it's only six total. I say right, stick it's, it out we're to not the end. we're not it's not a, a long season. Like I said, like I yeah. I will watch it with you if you want to watch it. It's just I'm it's just not for me. That's 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 it. I think you should watch it because there's enough cool stuff that happens throughout the rest of it. Like okay. some cool stuff happens. There's there's some there's some some good actiony stuff, and then like there's a couple of little bits that and at the very end are just like. Wait, what? So, you know, and you know what kills me? Like, um, um, and this is so tertiary. A, a Marvel comic just released of Ms. Marvel and Moon Knight, and that comic was fantastic. It was great. Like, and it was. It had nothing like that character that was in that comic was so much 
better presented than the character I, I keep seeing on the show. And I'm like, I don't understand why they disconnected it so much. Um, so it's not I'm like not I'm sure against Miss yeah. Marvel. <laughs> like, that I don't follow. I feel like she's very Kamala Khan. Like, I understand her power set's a little different, but I feel like the, the character itself, I mean, at least in the little that I've read of Miss Marvel, really matches up, especially... You know, as things go on, like I think, uh, okay, as I'm, she gets uh, more into her, more into being comfortable with having powers and being a little bit more confident. But at least that's how I read her. But that's you know the thing about reading, like your inner, was, inner monologue is going to read a character one way, and it could just be totally different from and this, anyone else's thoughts of this it. book. Literally, just came out like two last week, maybe two weeks I ago. I saw images of it. I was like. That's a weird freaking team up. I'm into it though. The one I before that was her that. and Wolverine. Like it's, I it's it's neat. Uh, it, I just <laughs> like the her and Wolverine. I read that a while ago too. It just felt it, fe- it like the show felt very. I can't think of another word, but other than juvenile, it felt very very kid friendly, and that's not what I'm used to when it comes to the Marvel MCU. Like it's geared towards everyone, not just kids kind of thing and it's just how i read it and how i felt about it it's just not for me that's it no all right. i say go through it but uh i i freaking loved it i was really happy with it all the way through i think my biggest problem with it was that it was airing at the same time as obi-wan um and i think that how i think that hurt that show a lot like Disney Plus has this thing where they do like, and this is the show that everyone watches week after week. And then when that's done, we'll move on, you know, we'll have a couple of weeks off and then we'll do the next Next show. show. And this was like, all right, Obi-Wan's dropping. And then like the next day, Ms. Marvel's there. And like, not even Nerdist was keeping up on the recaps as fast because Obi-Wan was the show. Mm -hmm. Okay, sure. Ms. Marvel is, is popular, but you're like introducing a new character with a a pretty bold direction uh it's 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 a brown character it's a girl character uh and you're gonna pit that against like freaking obi-wan kenobi what are you doing like it almost felt like they were sending the show out to die or if it was just a test to see how well could this show do against another massive show but like why not just delay it why not just put Miss Marvel after Obi Wan for crying out loud? Make that your focal point. Because I don't think they had I, faith in it. Like the, I don't think they had the faith in Miss Marvel because it is very different than the rest of the the Marvel shows, and and they put it out to put it out, and they had, still had to get that that watch what what they would deem as the watchable content, which was Obi Wan. All their bets were on that, and they they released this as well. Like if they went Obi-Wan and then they had this chunk of six episodes with nobody watching, that means nobody's watching Disney plus. So, yeah, but I feel like it would, I I don't think that would have been the effect. I don't think Ms. Marvel wouldn't have been watched at all. I think it was watched less because the choice was between Ms. Marvel and Obi-Wan. Not like, I don't care about this show. It's like you release Ms. Marvel as your one focal point show. Then, okay, well there's nothing else to watch at the very least. I'll, keep, I'll stick with this, but that wasn't what they did. They buried this underneath one of the biggest freaking properties on the, the on the planet, and I, I don't think that would have made. I think it would have been better for Ms. Marvel had it not had to compete with anything, instead of it being the other way around. And I and I agree with I agree with you. I've, I'm saying that I think Disney did not think that Miss Marvel would do well on its own. That's why it did it. Like I think they they 
they did not have faith in Miss Marvel to carry the Disney Plus channel on. I don't know what came out after those two shows, like what followed it immediately kind of thing, like what released. But I, I, I don't know. It's, it's straight up just a guess. Like, yes, I feel you are correct that putting it up against Obi-Wan was a mistake. I, I think considering the writing on this show and the weight of what happens at the end of it, I think they had plenty of faith in this show. Because by the end of the show, it's pretty goddamn important to have this show going forward. Like, there's some pretty pretty massive stuff that has an effect on what's going to happen in the future of the MCU happens because of this show. Like, I don't think there was a lack of faith in this show's ability to get an audience. I think what's happening right now with She-Hulk is more than obvious that Disney knows exactly what was going to knew exactly what was going to happen with this show. The demographic that they were going for was going to like it, and a large amount of whiny man babies was going to be like, "Wah!" And like that was, and and that is exactly what happened. And it's happening with She-Hulk right now too. Um, I I don't I I don't see anything about this that shows a lack of faith in it. If anything, it seems a weird overconfidence in thinking like, no, we can totally support two massive shows a month. And like, you there's just not enough time in the world. People are going to wind up choosing. And if it's a choice between Ms. Marvel and Obi-Wan Kenobi, I, I think the choice for the broader audience was pretty clear. But again, that's just my take. I, I, th- I thought the show was fantastic. I thought it was incredibly charming and I can't wait to see what happens next. Like, I... Very interested in this, the Marvels movie. Very, very interested in it. Okay. All right. We good, hun? I am good. All right. I we- shouldn't have a lot of other thoughts because I'm not fully caught up, and I want to wait. And I don't know. I yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> other things that I've been watching. I'm doing a rewatch of Penny Dreadful while I work, just because I wanted to. Um, and. It's been interesting. I remembered liking it more the first time through and feeling more attached to the characters. Uh, the second time through, I've just been... I don't know. It's just different. Um, I think I'm less attached to the characters, but I'm enjoying the show equally just because I love the premise of it so much, and I think it's fun in a weird way. <laughs> um, it's like another dark show. I don't know. And then I'm back on Discovery, which is... Um, I am watching it with a friend, so I only watch when she's available. But we've gotten through a few episodes now. and um, Finally. Yes, I know. Um, <laughs> it's been like a year. <laughs> I, listen, it's finally happening. Uh, but it's I, happens I, when you got to wait for someone else to watch the show. Yeah, well, it's... It, it's either I watch it with her or I'm not going to watch it. Um so I don't we, even remember what it was I had such strong feelings about anymore, but I'm happy you're watching it. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm still looking at the fact that fucking Matthew the Vampire doesn't blink, but, like, that's cool. The last episode ended with him and the... Just one long blink. Oh, my God. Yeah, seriously. His blinks could cure cancer, but he never blinks. Um, no, he, like, literally just stands there in front of his lab of people and he's like i'm a vampire <laughs> this and is they're weird. all like cool 
Yeah, he's like, this is my DNA on the screen. It is vampire DNA, and this is a witch, and this other person is a vampire, and that guy, he's fucking normal. Like I don't know, it was just, it was so funny. But I was like, all right, cool. Like I guess we're getting somewhere. Also, there's this like weird side plot that seems to not be a side plot. That's a main plot that they kind of like hinted at, but didn't actually explain. And I like the fact that they like trust their audience to sort of think, but also like maybe don't breeze over this thing that seems to matter. No, okay, that's fine. I'll figure it out. I'll Google all of these terms. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with that. And then I have one other thing that I will talk about in the second half. And for the record, it's called cute aggression. Oh, all right. With that, I knew you were going to Google that shit. <laughs> um, all right. So we are we're deep into this episode. Let's 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 get it. We're going to take a quick break. Oh, uh, I don't get a turn. Oh, I you. Go ahead. He did ask earlier if you had anything, Chris. Yeah, I had two things that were oh, on the God, list. I had three until you covered uh, covered Miss Marvel, but I just wanted to mention the two things that were on our list because I didn't watch much on my own. Okay. But uh, after we recorded, we finished up the first season of Star Trek Strange New Worlds, uh, which was oh. truly magnificent. Uh, whole show top to bottom, I really enjoyed. Uh, it finished off really strong, and I cannot wait to watch more of it. Nice. And the other show that finished while we were on uh, hiatus, I, I think it finished the day before the Lewis episode posted, was the season finale of The Boys. Oh, uh, we haven't caught we up to that, yet. that yet either. Jesus. <laughs> All right, then I won't say much other than a uh, bit happens at the very end that was like, wow, that is exactly how that would happen. And that is so fucking sad. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a that's a uh, boy. Just love that show, and I'm so glad it's it's already been renewed for another season. And and Jeffrey Dean Morgan's going to be in the right. Next Jeffrey season. Dean Morgan's going to be in the next season. Uh, they just announced that the uh, Doctor Who <laughs> special, regeneration specials, in October, right? Yep. And uh, I have given some serious consideration. We're loving Ducktales, right? The kids are definitely getting a kick out of Ducktales. I'm enjoying that very much, and I want to keep going because I want to see the end of it. However, we, <laughs> the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Collection came out today, and we beat the arcade game as a four-player foursome today. And they're asking all these questions about the characters, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe after season one of DuckTales, I dovetail into season one of the 2012 Ninja Turtles cartoon, maybe? I don't know. It's a good one. <laughs> it's a really good one. It's, it's, it's really good. But yeah, all right. That's it. That's all I got. Thank you, drive through. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let us take a quick break. We're going to do some commercials. And uh, when we get back, we are going to talk about the special picks for each one of us. Um, yeah, please stay tuned. And now, here's a quick look at some of the other original content available now from our partners and geekade.com. First up, on an all-new weekend rental podcast, Ryan and Andy are going to recap the exciting events of a metalcore concert and hammering nails with the wrong side. I don't know what that means, so you're going to have to listen to find out. Which metalcore concert? We don't know. The wrong side of what? We don't know that either. I don't know a lot of things. What we do know, though, is that they talked about a whole lot of movies, including Prey, the opposite of Predator, or is it... Find out in Weekend Rental episode 132, the gamers are ready to pray. That makes sense. I did not pick up on that. 
my god, that's why I had to read that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Next, who wants a double dose of Mickey Mouse? You do, of course. In the latest episode of the SNES podcast, Greg and Joe look at a pair of Nintendo Power. Wait, look at a pair of Mickey Ma- Mickey games. <laughs> okay, let's try this again. Greg and no, Joe look going, at a pair of going. Mickey games at follow up magical quest. I that I don't is that a game, I guess? Yeah, yeah. One of them uh, one of them got a cover spot on Nintendo Power, while the other never saw a release in the US at all. Learn all about them and how they hold up today in the SNES podcast, episode one ninety five, The Great Circus Mystery and Magical Quest Three. Finally, Dan and Chris have a new recording schedule starting this week. So what did they do to make sure you fine folks don't miss a week of the Stone Age gamer goodness? They recorded a bonus episode! There was some long overdue listener mail to catch up on, way too long spent talking about GeekAid's new Patreon revamp, a dive into what they've been playing, and a special piece of attention put towards a radish who is named Daddish. Don't miss all the goodness in the Stone Age Gamer podcast, episode 426. Really cool boat stuff. Wow, I totally... There it is. For all this and more from us and our partners, be sure to keep your eyes on geekade.com. Hi, everyone. Chris here. Podcast listening is free, but podcast creation is not. That's why the Geekade Patreon exists. In an effort to help us pay the bills, we've got a Patreon page set up where you can gain access to our monthly podcast topic schedule, get early access to many of our shows, and more. If you'd like to help support Geekade and keep these shows running week after week, head over to the Geekade Patreon page, linked in the show notes of this very podcast. All right, we're back. Uh, okay. Barely. <laughs> Commercials, thanks for listening to them. Um, so after going through that entire list of everything we've been watching, each one of us withheld one show that we just wanted to speak about specifically. Um, I will start with mine, seeing as I made Karen start off the last one, unbeknownst to her. Um, and I'm going to speak to it as a person that has been collecting comic books for a very long time and is a male. Okay. Um, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, um, first two episodes have released. And I must say, this show is fucking phenomenal. Oh, I'm yes, so glad that you, you okay. say that. I love I, it. I, okay. So, so I was like, are me and Evan going to fight? Because I no. love this show. So, so I wouldn't let him talk about it if he was going to say anything bad. There is a thing that we may fight about, but we'll, we'll, I'll get to that in a second. Um, I, I, we watched episode two as soon as it released, and I literally this the this this these words came out of my mouth. <laughs> he can't okay? work good. Are you ready? I think I'm enjoying this show more than I liked Moon Knight. What? Yes. Wow. Okay. Oh my god. Now, reason being is Just this. I I don't have as much of a history with this. Okay. Uh-huh. I love Tatiana. She is a fantastic goddamn actress there is a point in time where both angela and i looked at each other and went is she actually painted green like because <laughs> there are scenes where that special effect was so good that i thought it was body paint um and it's fun it's it's really fun it's, it's a fun. half hour it's light it's fluffy it's joy it's it's fantastic and a show or a movie will get me if the main character 
looks me in the face and starts talking to me through the camera. I don't know why. I love it when they do the, the third wall breaking. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Wall I, that was like the one thing I didn't like about the show. At I first, love I was that shit. not thrilled about it, but it's fine. Um, Apparently, that's like something that she does in the comics all the time mm-hmm. which yeah not only is it apparently a comic thing but also i'm told that it's gonna have some major bearing on the plot which is great Ooh. fantastic okay. yeah. i am so happy that this show exists they're doing a fantastic job with it um i don't i don't know how i feel about the end credit scenes because now they're making me sit through the credits to watch on a tv show um but they're a lot of fun um a lot of questions have been answered it's like i can't speak enough good things about this show now the one thing we may fight about is i hear everybody saying that there is a lot of negativity bombing this show okay but that's Mm -hmm. what i'm hearing i'm not hearing negativity i'm hearing that the negativity is being said by whom i don't know because everybody that i'm associated with on the social medias is loving this show yeah you don't spend much time on twitter okay like <laughs> that's very that's good. true that, that is yeah. good for you yeah don't, do not, yeah. don't, don't search it's for the a, comment sections don't don't i already know that twitter is the dumpster fire of the internet come at me and, and uh, come on, uh, Facebook is the dumpster fire of the internet. But <laughs> and like, Twitter I really, is the people I, I, um, eating popcorn in a lawn chair, watching the dumpster fire, <laughs> with a couple of trash can fires in front of them. Like, Correct. It's, <laughs> um, I like. I'm happy that I'm not seeing like like maybe one, maybe two stupid people saying something, and like it's like overtly dumb. Like, oh, I can't believe they made Hulk a woman. Like. That's really dumb. That's someone who shouldn't be allowed to have a television dumb. Um, but other than that, I'm pleasantly surprised by how many people I am that are in my internet social circle that are enjoying this show. Okay, check this out. Inverse.com. Uh, I just just went to Facebook, scrolled down a little bit. Here's the first thing I see uh, related to She-Hulk, and it's the headline, World War Hulk reveals a disappointing MCU update potential thing the first comment let me guess she hulk shoves him aside and says i can do it better then proceeds to become the world war she hulk protagonist while complaining about how much she hates men the entire time takes over the alien planet slaves all the men and the and then complains more about how she has it worse than the enslaved men and that is all the comments chris why you got why you gotta be I like don't this get it i'm i just i didn't want you to to i'm glad you're not seeing it but it's absolutely real. Okay. All right. <laughs> the vast majority of comments on this are just the whitest, saddest men. So very, very mad that uh, She-Hulk uh, exists and right. is uh, You know what? You know what? Hulk. I'm going to call it. This is because they they don't want to admit that they have a thing for green women. And it's okay because <laughs> I don't know. I saw that somewhere. Like I, I think it was Jeff, our friend Jeff. Yes. He's like, I like this person. I like that. Wait a minute. Do I have a thing for green women? Yes. And <laughs> he he has he has been an advocate for green women everywhere, and I appreciate him oh, so it was, much. Um, Gamora. Yes. <laughs> that was it. That was the um, to the point where I gave his five year old a piece of She Hulk art just to make him jealous, and also because mm-hmm. I love his five year old. But. Mm-hmm. 
that's that's the extent to which I'm I'm going to claim I think that this is just people who don't want to admit it. So I'm going to go to those stupid people and be like, hey, it's okay that you're stupid and you can like green women too. Right. Yeah, that's that's enough. I don't want to talk about the bad stuff anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, let's continue to focus on the good because there's a lot of it. It's wonderful. I, I, I really <clears throat> appreciate the way they wrote in um, how she's better than Bruce at a. a controlling her powers mm-hmm. because You're women are better anger. at yeah. controlling their feelings yes i mean i'm that's... not taking anything groundbreaking all the reviews are saying the same thing like this is great this makes sense i love this but you know I, i'm just adding my voice to that chorus <laughs> i'll jump in on that i i did too i very much appreciated the way that they handled that yeah i liked that line and i also liked the fact that she's she's just different than Bruce and like yeah they're not the same I think a lot of people were reading in so much about how like oh she's just better they just made her OP and better than him like no she's different than him like her transformation is completely different from his Mm -hmm. there's no rule that says every like he's the only one that this has ever happened to and now she's getting blood that's been worked on and mutated however long he's been Hulk. It's and a watered like, down gamma bomb because it's gone through him. Like that's <laughs> she like, has like he's never been able to just like go in and out like she's she's herself the whole time. It's it's a totally different situation. It's mm-hmm. apples and oranges the way these two characters handle have their their power sets. So like they're not they're they're not like oh Hulk is weak and she's stronger because she's a woman. It's like no, she's just this is a different character. Mm-hmm. Like get your head out of your ass and like pay attention to what the show is actually saying because it's freaking cool. Like Bruce was frustrated because her he went to go teach her all these things and like it's not that she's just better than him. It's that the rules that he came up with don't apply to her. It's a totally different situation. Yep. I'm not a big fan of the fact that they are making it so um the the with Tim Roth um mm-hmm. the abomination like I don't want to like him and mm-hmm. the namaste kind of character that they're portraying I was like I feel like at some point in time I'm going to be okay with him and I don't want to he's the abomination and with that storyline her talking to Bruce about it and him literally saying that he was a different person perfect wonderful line yeah there's there's a lot of of goodness in this show and that's what i like i like this a lot um i i i, I don't there's nothing that i i'm i mean jamila jamila jamil is that, is that mm-hmm. what, like mm-hmm. i don't i mean it was a little over the top, but I like her. I don't think that was a good performance for Ty- Titania. I think it's how it's pronounced. Oh, I don't think we've seen the end of her. But Not I don't all. know. Like, we'll hopefully we'll see more. Uh, we've got like a couple of seconds of her busting through a court wall. Now we're we're totally going to see more of her. Okay. And I don't trust Blonsky. I don't know what's going oh, on no. with this. Oh no. Situation oh, no. with him. Now, granted, I'm doing a rewatch right now. And I just recently rewatched Hulk not that long ago, and like, he's not entirely wrong. Like, oh no, he's leaving out some of it, but he's not entirely wrong. Like, he was pumped full of all kinds of stuff. Now, 
he was voluntarily pumped full of more of it, which is what actually turned him into Abomination. But he's a, would he's, Emil Blonsky have made that decision to do that had he not already been on what he was on? Right. It's, it's uh, it. I I find it quite interesting. <laughs> um, it's the. It's I appreciate. The, oh, sorry. Go sorry, ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I appreciate that that show placed um, like She Hulk in the MCU in the greater MCU timeline with this like footage of him and Wong being mm. in the fight club being leaked like oh okay well we know when that <laughs> happens so now we know when this happens and mm-hmm. and okay this all makes sense thank you because like that literally that 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 little throwaway bit with Wong and Abomination was sort of like wait what yeah that's it just wait what just, that, that was just a, 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 like a, a pinpoint on the timeline map so you can go here this is why that this was is one of those happening. like unanswered questions because mm-hmm. i cannot wait to find out what the hell is going on with wong and abomination because after that scene in um in shang chi yeah. we're like what? they were talking like friends afterwards it's like see I, I told you not to do it that way or whatever like what the hell is going on what is wong up to i have to know did they and have then, uh, oh sorry go ahead okay that, that was it Oh, did they have any context for, or like, did I miss? Does anyone know where Bruce went? Basically, like, well, so the the spaceship that came down, that which was a Sakar sh- spaceship, a Sakar, a Sakar ship. Yeah, I don't like, know. yeah, Sakar ship. He's on his is. way back to Sakar. Uh, actually, I was just, just looking at a news story that uh, uh, that was confirmed that that's what he that's where he's going. He's off to go would deal with something that happened on Sakaar while he was there for a couple of years. So we watch the uh, Nerdist videos after each episode and uh, they explain that um, Hulk had a, in the comics in World War Hulk had a kid mm-hmm. on yeah. Sakaar or a couple of kids and so that maybe that's where that's going. Oh, World War Hulk is such a sad different, story. Different, it, yes, but it's not. it's a different story. Okay. Like his kid coming back is after that, and it's they are so like so trying to say we're going to do World War Hulk, but I they it it can't happen the way that it happened in the comics because of the Illuminati and all, all that stuff have to be in the the six one six have to be in Marvel Prime, and that's yeah. not the case right now because I think half of them are dead, <laughs> so. Oh wait, I'm thinking, yeah, right? Who in I, the Illuminati even exists in uh in uh six six one six whatever? Iron. Well, in this Iron Man, but he's dead. Yeah, Iron Man. Uh, I, they're bringing over the X Men, Professor X. They're bringing over the Fantastic Four. Reed well, Richards. they're not bringing them over. I th- I thought they were going to become part of the MCU with movies. Well, yes, but they're not. I th- I'm sorry. When you say bring them over, I thought you meant they're, you know, bringing the existing. Oh no, characters no, 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 no! What I'm saying too. is like no, when they show that they're like, them at the, they're creating their new origins or whatever within the MCU. So. Right. So, like, I feel that they're trying to say, "Hey, look at this. We're teasing this, teasing this, teasing this." And I mean, Black Bolt is. Who the fuck knows what happened? Is that show conical? I don't know. Like. Yeah, no idea what's going on with that, and uh, the whole thing with the we really don't know how long, how far out mutants in yeah. in earnest are in the MCU. Um, with the, the in the second episode of She Hulk, uh, there was a little Easter egg in the newspaper. It was a man fights in a bar with metal claws. Yeah, I saw that. Um, 
I, I saw that on a, a, like an internet thing. I didn't see it in the show. <laughs> yeah, because it was like blink and you miss it. Yeah, you know, it was it was there. So I don't. Know, I think I, I think mutants are farther off. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're gonna. I feel like that's gonna happen later. I wouldn't be surprised if they did like a weird reverse, um, reverse House of M thing to bring mutants, you know, in proper or whatever. But I, I, I don't want to say anymore. But, but so I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap up my She-Hulk talk with the fact that the, the 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 thing that warmed my heart the most was seeing her father being played by cousin Larry, <laughs> and. Unfortunately, I think I was the only one who knew who that was in this house, and then I had to do a, like a deeper explanation. Mm-hmm. But the warmth between him and his daughter in that little... like I'm glad that happened. Oh, me too. And the whole post-credits scene of her just doing chores, because that's so mm-hmm. what would happen. Yep. It's like, yeah, can you can you just lift some shit for me? Like, this make my life so much easier. And so, uh, a friend of mine on Twitter said, like, when did Mark uh, when did Marklin Baker get so old? you know and then asterisk looks in the mirror oh (laughs) oh shit damn it (laughs) I I mean and as our resident Captain America fan I I think I have to comment on the (laughs) episode one post credit scene uh Um, yes (laughs) I laughed so goddamn hard we both did we both did uh absolutely 100% love it I didn't need this show to tell me that Captain America's not a virgin. I mean, he's, he's whatever, over 100 years old. He's not dead. I did. Um, <laughs> and I'm glad I mean, he came out yes, he was in love with Peggy Carter, but also when he came out of the ice and she was already like an old lady and he didn't know the way Endgame was going to work out. It's not like he's going to save himself forever for her. But Obviously, that's not how he it kissed happened. Sharon Carter. That's not how it happened. I think he said like 1948. Yeah, I know. But so. also, you know, he did at that point. He didn't know he was going to see her again. The only thing when that would have been tour better is if it happened when he was skinny Captain America. They, they, that would have been funny too. That would have been, that awesome. been funny too. <laughs> I have my own personal headcanon about Captain America and who he may or may not have slept with, but uh, this this little canon whatever entry didn't ruin my headcanon so i'm good with it <laughs> good enough that's what i like to hear and just the delivery i the, mean the delivery. oh my god <laughs> the way that it was cut it was just <laughs> chef's kiss beautiful <laughs> magnificent all right that's it um let's let's scooch on who's next chime in God, oh, let's everybody jump in all at once. Chris, go. Uh, yeah i'm like you, <laughs> oh, sorry, you're in yelling. charge man we Make skipped it happen. the dragon ball super 60 seconds oh shit something. I totally forgot we're doing that. So here, Chris, start <laughs> off. Dragon Ball Super 60 second son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, you know what? We can just record it. You can you know, flop it in there at the end. Or you want to just do it mid mid episode? You want to just go for no, it? No, no, no. We we could we'll we'll cut it in at the end, and I will cut it in right after the commercials with the, right. the the music and everything. Pretty Sounds sure good. I'm excited. Sure I still have that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a movie, but I don't care. It's an opportunity to 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 bring back an old favorite since we're back from hiatus. Uh, the show that I want to talk about is Obi Wan. We talked about it a bit on the show before because it was airing before we went on hiatus, but it uh, concluded afterwards. And I guess I don't really have a ton to say about it, just in the interest of keeping this show relatively shorter than it has been. Uh, but it was pretty good. 
I it had its uh, share of ridiculous moments. It was so much better than Book of Boba Fett, which I also loved. Right, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not above saying that that no. show was <laughs> remarkably flawed, but I loved it. Um, and um, yeah, all of it's still better than the prequel movies. So uh. whatever. Uh, the um. Yeah, Obi-Wan was, uh, it was really cool. It didn't contradict anything. I think Good. it just made everything else around it better. I was terrified of having Hayden Christensen back, and he did not stink up the joint. So <laughs> That we know of. <laughs> that we know of. I mean, like, there was people being, and I, you know, God bless him, they're just like, ah, he, his performance was magnificent. He was so good. I'm like, mm. all right. In comparison? He, 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 Is that what we're saying? There. Yeah, I guess. You know, he, he did that fight scene with with obi-wan i was that was it was cool i guess like i would have been happier with uh if they just put the cartoon voice actor in that outfit that'd be fine uh because i still just don't like his performance but i I respect the crap out of the fact that he like went through and watched all like the clone Wars shows to kind of get a better grasp on the character that on his character evolved (laughs) after you know after he did the role but um yeah, uh, I, I thought I it was great. I forgot about that whole final fight scene, but that was really oh, cool. Shit. Oh man, yeah, that was was good stuff. There's <laughs> there was a lot of really good stuff in here. I did think it was a little um, little far fetchy that a uh, Reva or Reva or however you say her name went to like fi- like she just pieced together like <laughs> I'm gonna go to Tatooine and kill that baby because Darth Vader's totally gonna care about that. Um, <laughs> That was a little. That was a bit of a stretch because, like, dude, don't even know he's there. And like, what are you gonna do? Say so he killed his kid, and he's gonna be like, "What kid? <laughs> Who now? What now? <laughs> the hell are you talking about? Like, what are you gonna prove it to him? Like, he's not gonna sense him through the force. He's freaking dead, ten year old or whatever. Like, your your plan didn't make any sense. I get why the show did it, but it was kind of a weird thing. But it didn't matter. It was just wonderful. I'm I'm loving all this new Star Wars stuff. Even the stuff that's tragically flawed, it's still so much more watchable than the prequel trilogy that I'm just happy as a goddamn clam. And Andor looks so freaking cool and interesting and different. I was, you know, so afraid that Obi-Wan was just going to be more Tatooine, Tatooine, Tatooine. And just, we talked about it, that the whole left turn of it being really about Obi-Wan and Leia's relationship. And then, like, and that makes the things that happen between those two characters, which is almost nothing in A New Hope, just kind of have this m- m- twinge of feeling to them. Like it, when they, Luke walks into the, the uh, walks into Rescuer and says, I'm here with Obi-Wan Kenobi, and she like darts up like, Obi-Wan Kenobi? Like that was, it meant one thing before, now it means another. And it's like, this is how you do prequel stuff right. You make... You make the source material mean more. You you enhance the source material, not make it so that you have to make two entire animated series just to make your <laughs> shit not terrible. So, Obi-Wan was a big, fat, hairy win to me. I thought it was wonderful. We didn't get to talk about the finale, um, and uh, it just, it, it ended, it ended well. It handled itself like a darn good TV show. I would like to see more. We got my, I got my Liam Neeson. He showed up, did his thing. Did he? Been there. Yeah, yeah. Liam Neeson I, shows up. And- I, I'm looking on Plex. Apparently, I finished just about finished episode five. I have not watched episode six. Oh yeah, it's, it's not like a big change no, 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 of I mean, thing or anything. It's exactly what you would expect. 
happens right at the very end. He's like, I've been here the whole time. He's like, yeah, of course you have. And then <laughs> they they the walk, walk off together. I'm like, all right, now let's see the adventures of Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon's ghost. Give me that shit. Sign me the fuck up. I want more it is. Pop the Star Wars directly into my veins. That's right. Keep, the, keep that train moving because so far it has been... It's been great. I love having so much more Star Wars and yeah. So you heard I, it here, I folks. S- Chris will spread them for Star Wars. Can, Chris, would you mind if I made comment about what we discussed and just tease it a little no, bit? No, by I, I like I don't even know if it's even possible, but I, by all means, mention it. So, I would. I, all I can say is that I would love to do it. I don't know how to find the time to do it. So that that's that's the thing. We have to figure out to, how to find the time. But I I spoke to Chris about um, possibly doing a a show with just he and I of him teaching me how to love Star Wars through the medium of comics, television, and movies. And I wish hold I, it. It was the the communication was um uh, so okay so get some requires really so we can stretch it out watch two episodes of Clone Wars watch this you give me homework yes yes capital letters yes okay I love this idea we just have to figure out how to do that's the kind of thing I want to love Star Wars as much as Chris does. I want to love anything as much as Chris loves Star Wars, honey. Yeah, I had a feeling this was going to come down to our relationship, but I'm not sure how I feel about it, but I'll allow it. So if the stars Look, I love it. I would love to be able to find the time to do that because it sounds like a really fun... Uh, it sounds like a really a fun idea. It's just like... I, I, right, now I'm, right now I'm at two podcasts a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's you know, it's figuring out I don't the know how to add it. another one, <laughs> but I I like the idea and well, there there. Let's there. make that a goal. Lots patrons. of people got to sign up for the Patreon, and then we're independently wealthy, and then we could do it. Yeah. Exactly. Take That's what day, I was right? like yeah. Afternoon fucking That's off. Right, sound like right listeners. <laughs> you want wink, all wink. that Star Wars shit? <laughs> yeah, you want to hear me? Uh, yeah, <laughs> do it. <laughs> all right. So anything um, else? Tits out for Star Wars. <laughs> Chris. What's that? Are you good? We're moving on to the next one. Yeah, I'm great. I, I'm I'm good. All yeah. right, um, Angela. Alrighty then. So I have been watching teenage melodrama in the form of witchery, because why not? Uh, and it's from the show Motherland, Fort Salem. Um, it is three seasons. The third season actually came out, as far as I know, this past summer. I think it was. And um, it's a complete show. It's like fully wrapped. So um, yeah, with that knowledge in hand, I was like, well, I think I can definitely get into this because Evan was kind enough to get it for me. And I like just kind of stared at it on Plex for a while. And I was like, hmm, this looks like something I would watch. Literally was acquiring it episode by episode for her. Yeah. Like it just kept popping up on my nefarious means feed i'm like oh look there's another click and i just kept adding it and then at one point in time i don't know i feel like it was like a week ago i went you know i'm getting this for you right she's like what is it yeah i just kept looking at it because like the icon that we have is like a bunch of different uh hands like grabbing each other's forearms in such a way that it forms a pentagram is the best way i can put it pentagram of arms um and it's it's great. Pentagrams. Pentagrams. <laughs> <laughs> um 
so the yeah the show is about like these teenage girls and the premises if um if if witches had been discovered in salem but they were actually witches and one of them decided to act as like our witch and savior uh and pledge all of her future lineage to the u.s military what is what does that look like in present day and so you'll get these groups of girls who come in and then they get put into um, like a unit and it's like militarized uh, training, but still involving witchcraft. It's like this really interesting thing. And it's all about vocalization and sound. So all of the witches abilities come from being able to use their voices for the most part, like 98%. Um, and so you're, you're seeing like the ways that they approach it. And I just loved this take on magic i i really thought that the way that they've handled the visuals the approach the types of magic how the magic affects them like um the way that they train with it it's it's really interesting to me um and (laughs) evan walked by today and he's like wow i didn't know they filmed this like a cw show (laughs) actually i I went in i looked at him and what are you watching and she goes that the the motherland i went oh i didn't realize they filmed it that way she's like what way so CWE. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, yeah, it's definitely a CW-esque show. I don't know if it was on CW. I think it's, um, what was it, Freeform? Yeah, it's on Freeform. The, the original network is Freeform, um, and it's, but it's just, it's basically like a CW show with, like, witches. Um, but I think that it does a good job of not shying away from, like, just normalizing how when you're in a space where it's all women or like I guess technically females and then some people who are a little more gender fluid it seems to be able to kind of handle that in in a way that it just kind of makes it normal and I'm really liking things that just normalize like hey this is a human being who's just doing human being things (laughs) like (laughs) I like that um and they have this really cool premise where this witch is, uh, who was like the first witch in this line, um, her name is Alder, uh, she, or Sarah Alder. She uh, she's still alive because she has these women around her called biddies, and they're basically women who are like following her constantly, and they're all old women. And you find out it's because like there are girls who are literally raised that their purpose is to eventually give their youth to her and that's how she stays alive and like yeah but like it's like willing service to do this and it's just this really crazy like you don't know if it's like oh well like they're treated like it's such an honor and like there's this whole thing behind it but at the same time you're looking at and you're like but people are like willingly agreeing to this and I'm still not 100% sure why other than the argument of like this is just the way we do things um but yeah there's plenty of stuff that happens in the show where there is uh, silly relationship stuff that doesn't make sense um i think some of the writing is like again it just there's a lot of this that kind of feels like a cw show there there's times where the writing doesn't feel like it makes sense like there's jumps uh, where the characters would be kind of bitchy at each other, but then they're like, but we're sisters. And then they're kind of bitchy again. And I'm like, all right, make up your damn mind. Um, well, sisters are kind of bitchy. But I was going to say, but they, like, they are, they are teenage girls, essentially. And like, yeah, I think that that kind of tracks. It's just like, for me, some of the, the stuff where like the relationship was building, I was like, 
but is it though? Like, okay, all right, all right, all right, whatever, it's fine. Um, overall, though, I, I, I just there's so many different things about the show that capture my imagination, and I'm enjoying. Um, and I do think that there are scenes that are well acted enough that they're at least getting a response out of me emotionally but that doesn't necessarily mean much because like i'm that person who cry- cries during commercials like i don't know and <laughs> I'm, I'm such a cry baby um so yeah that's it <clears throat> i like I, it what i did just read because you're saying that it is the finished show and technically it ju- it did just it finish, just finished like on, on august 23rd um the good thing is is that it it was canceled by freeform well enough in advance that they knew it was coming like they said they were only going to get three seasons so apparently they were able to wrap up their story so it's not going to end in some ridiculousness and there is always of course the possibility that it'll go somewhere else but it's not uh, it's not a high likelihood but the cast is really interesting so the woman who plays general alder um is this belgian actress who's just like Oh my god, she's like a 43-year-old bombshell. She's just so strong, and I love the way that she, like, carries herself in the show. Um, She's really compelling, and there's another character, um, Anacostia. She is one of the... I guess she'd be, like, a drill sergeant? Um, I don't know. She's she's one of the people who, like, trains the new recruits. Um, And she's played by Demetria McKinney, and I like the amount of range like first of all she just she's that person who comes across as that like really strict like shitty teacher where you're like oh my god they're always on my ass and then by the end of the school year you're like you're my favorite and I love you (laughs) like that's that's who she is um and she's really good at like I I just feel like she can say a lot without saying anything (laughs) she just has like these facial expressions where you're like ooh yeah okay I'm not angry I'm just disappointed and yeah like she's really she's really good with the facial expressions but then like I'm on season two now and I'm getting to see her in a in a different light in a different role on the show um and I'm really, I'm really enjoying her character. Like, I just fangirl every time she's on the screen. So, um, yeah, I, I like, I just love the way that the magic <laughs> exists in this world. I, I'm really, like, really, really fascinated by it. It's, to me, it's, like, far more interesting than Discovery of Witches. And I kind of wish that, like, this kind of magic existed in that show. Um, but then it'd probably be ruined because nobody would blank. But anyway, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> All right, very good. Karen, you're up. Um, I don't like this because now I'm like under pressure to wrap it up and and I just could talk forever about my show. Um, So I decided to watch the Amazon uh, adaptation. I don't know. It's not whatever. It's the League of Their Own, um, the TV show. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mentioned it to people in a different group and they were like, wait you watching the movie and i'm like no it's his show and they're like didn't know it existed Mm -hmm. um so if you're watching it for like gina davis's character and laurie petty's character and tom hanks's character they're not in it so you're out of luck (laughs) if you're watching it for Um, the movie don't watch watch the movie watch the movie uh so it is like the same basic universe uh it's the same you know teams from the movie um, and the same sort of premise that, you know, 
it's wartime and girls play baseball and there's a candy guy who's in charge of the whole thing um and every and and like all the rules still apply they have chaperones you know they're not supposed to see men and they're supposed to be proper ladies and and look like you know conventional beauty standards and all that stuff um everything else is different all the characters are different uh the main character is still the catcher so i guess there's another parallel um and everyone's gay like that's what i said i literally evan and i i i told him that i had like watched a preview and read some stuff about it because i was actually kind of curious about it and wanted to add it to my list Mm -hmm. um and that's what i saw was like it was just like yeah this show is gonna just uh you know don't don't have any expectations of it being anything like the original (laughs) nope um, yeah, everyone is gay. When I when Chris asked me what I'm gonna do, I'm like I'm gonna go watch the gay lady baseball show, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, which is uh, a really interesting and probably more historically accurate take on the whole situation. Um, they really get into explaining a lot of like the type of woman who would go out to you know try out for a woman's baseball league would be the kind of woman who is also you know for lack of a better word for that time an outcast because of the way that they are you know (laughs) um uh, anyone who was like a cishet woman who was you know either married or trying to get married to a man would just be like oh i don't think i can play baseball um, so it makes sense that there would be like a high percentage of gay women in this baseball league. Um, and yeah, uh, they also deal with racism a lot. Like it's sort of like waved at in the movie with that one black lady in the audience of the like present day where they have the reunion mm-hmm. there's a one black lady in the audience and she you know catches a ball and she like throws it back and it goes way further than anyone expected and oh my goodness black ladies can throw baseballs too um there are actually black characters in this and uh they get into like the racism like no black i mean of course there weren't any black people in the at least in the first season of this um baseball league because like the racism was real strong um and even uh they even deal with like some of the more white passing uh races that are in the baseball league there are some latina women who are like look white um and they even refer to one of them as the spanish striker even though she's she's not from Spain, but they're like Spain is more acceptable than like Latin America. Um, yeah, they're they're not pulling any punches with that stuff. Um, there's a trans character that they just introduced, um, and there's a lot of just a lot more exploration of like. The movie, I feel like, was like, we're going to join this baseball league and find our own independence and our own purpose outside of the men in our lives. Um, and this is more like, we're going to join this baseball league and we're going to find our, like, our identities and ourselves and our, you know, personhood 
independent of any other like people in our lives, families or husbands or whatever. Right. Um, it's really good. I'm six. I mean, I'm on, I've gotten six of the eight episodes in. I really wanted to finish it today, but life's not really like that. Um, yeah, I <laughs> like, you know, it follows a similar sort of plot of the movie where like the peaches are the underdogs and they can't get their shit together and then they do get their shit together and then they're the, they come you know they're they, they're on a win streak and will they make it into the playoffs and the odds are against them but they did and there's this <laughs> there's this bit where the uh, the catcher is the main character um, their coach is uh, Nick Offerman mm-hmm. from Parks and Rec. And he disappears halfway through the season because he got hired to like do a real sport man sports coach job, um, <laughs> and they well and, and they have so little faith <laughs> in this job in this league that they're like we're we're not gonna get you another coach you just you figure it out, so they make the catcher lady the the coach, um, and she's dating one of the the girls on the team or she's involved with one of the girls on the team, and. Uh, they're they're trying to be very careful because there's like a real um historically accurate danger of um like gay people being arrested and thrown in jail and beaten um in this time so like they're like we cannot get caught like you know we can't be obvious we can't be in public we can't you know no one can know um, and the catcher lady is like, I know, but like, I want it to be as real as it can be. And she finds this like underground gay bar. And she's like, I want to take you there on a date. And so they say, okay, well, if we get into the playoffs, then we can go there. And I'm like, don't go there. That's when the gay bar is going to get busted because I've seen TV before. And then that's what happened. And that's where we are. And it's like, but it was so affecting. Like, it wasn't like played for drama. Like, oh, it's a TV show. And like one of the players is missing or arrested and what is the team going to do it was really like visceral like holy shit these these people got beaten up uh the ones that got away just barely got away and just barely escaped like a really horrible fate and it was it was not just for plot purposes it was for like really like wrenched your guts gotcha um and Rosie O'Donnell does make a cameo in that last episode as the bar owner who is living as a man. I was I was scrolling through the like the cover cover images on IMDb mm-hmm. and it's the she is the cover image for episode six. That's like, the one. Is yeah. that Rose? That's Rosie O'Donnell. Look I mean, that. the makeup and costuming and styling is so good that it did take me quite a bit. I was like, really? Because yeah. I mean, back in the day, I was like big old Rosie O'Donnell fan of like her in the movie and her stand-up. I was mm-hmm. like, I love Rosie. And it, I I would know her anywhere, but this was a very, all the all the costuming is great and the, you know, all the period costumes and hairstyles and everything. So, quick question. Is this sure. a drama with a smattering of comedy? Is this a comedy with a smattering of drama or is it that this ever is... elusive thing that doesn't exist, which is equal amounts of both? <laughs> no, it is definitely uh, a drama with you know a fair amount of heart and a good and, and a good dose of comedy. Okay, okay. Um, 
Is, is it more or less lighthearted than the movie? I assume it's. It is less, less lighthearted, lighthearted than, than the, movie. the movie. I love that um, movie. But there's also a lot of like joy in it, especially when the team starts to be successful and the women start working together and like gelling as like not even as much as a team as much as a sisterhood Mm -hmm. where they really like kind of allow each other to be their own people. Again, it goes back to the whole like finding their identities like the one pitcher is having trouble the whole time and and then finally the the catcher coach lady is like uh you're keep trying to throw other people's pitches like what's your pitch and it finally clicks with her and that's when she like goes on a streak and is nice. unbeatable nice. So it's that it's... that 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 underdog story that that no matter what the sporting event is or who who is involved if those that are losing and you're constantly rooting for them start to do better and like there's hope and whatnot like that's what that's the 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 drive of an underdog story and it, it makes it so much mm-hmm. more compelling and that's you know it's, makes well, you it know i love watchable. a good inspirational sports movie right. yeah. uh, all yeah. the time yeah there is another like element to this which is like in the movie like the boys are at war and it's just kind of like this nebulous concept mm-hmm. um but in the show one of the characters husbands like various people's husbands are like soldiers in the war one girl's husband gets his draft number called and he has to go so like he's in the show in the beginning and then he disappears and Uh, you see the effect on like on him on the wife on their marriage on like the community like that is something that was not even addressed really in the movie uh, except went, for that one scene where the lady got the, like the death notice yeah, they went the other way that the, the husband was not coming back we never saw the husband i don't think but yeah we, we found out that he was not and coming. i i feel like because of that powerful scene in the movie that's in people's minds when this dude gets drafted we're all like oh shit yeah like everybody nobody is like Yay! Oh, he's he got gonna go to war and he'd be a hero and he'll be fine. Everyone was like, "Oh shit, he could die!" Like, there's they start the the two black women start working at a factory, mm-hmm. like wartime jobs, and one of their coworkers comes over and she's like, "Oh my god, I heard about your husband and I heard how like they treat black guys way worse and they don't get as much training and they put them in more dangerous jobs and oh my god, you must be so worried." Like, oh, this is like way more detail than we got about what it's like to go to war yeah that's the difference between that format right you know the tv versus Mm -hmm. a tv show versus a movie and the movie was a comedy with a smattering of drama yeah exactly so exactly so different form different concept altogether so well there you go i i i you know two thumbs up fine holiday fun <laughs> With you know war and lots war, and lots death. of gay people. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Holiday fun. Thumbs up in the business end. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think if that if if you're if you're good, Karen. I think we are done for this. Chris, are you alive? Summer recap. Yeah, I'm here. Episode. Okay. Um, we promise that they the episodes won't be this long going forward, but it's been a while. Yeah, yeah we, this we, is a the big a lot of catch up. Uh, 
we are attempting to streamline things going forward. We even, will be. Even with an attempt to streamline this time. So yeah. your yes. Hello. Your episode uh, so I'm pointing at my lovely wife, which is rude, but um He's pointing a lot though. He keeps doing it. The homework <laughs> is just gonna be a repeat of the homework. So Chris, do you have homework two point the spiel? Do you still have the spiel? Do you memorize yeah. it? All right, Chris. No, give us the threw spiel. it away. <laughs> I have everything. My cat just licked my toes. Okay, sorry. What? Well, anyway, that's our show. This week's episode is not filmed before a live studio audience, but it is fueled by feedback from listeners like you. You can get in touch with us in a multitude of ways. We have an official Geekade Discord where there's an entire this week's episode channel. Dedicated to all things TV talk, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram through the official Geekade channels or the more specific Twepcast accounts, and of course, the four of us can be found in various ways. I'm available on Twitter at Geekade Chris, and you can read my work at StoneAgeGamer.com and in the pages of Nintendo Force Magazine. Karen, where can people find you? Oh, they could find me at STM Stitches on all the socials and on Etsy. Angie, where can people find you? Just check out my website. You can get everything you need there. It's AngelaFernot.com. AngelaFernot, F-E-R-N-O-T.com. And Evan, where can people find you? Uh, you can head over to TalesOfCapeFear.com. That's where I spend most of my time online. Neat. If you need to know more about the shows we discussed tonight or what we'll be watching in the future, have a look at our show notes. And if you have any other questions at all, we can always be reached at mail at geekade.com. Just include the words of this week's episode in the subject line so we know who you're trying to reach. This show is available anywhere fine podca- podcasts are sold, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and more. And wherever you decide to listen, please comment, subscribe, and leave reviews, because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. And of course, please uh, check out the Geekade Patreon, which we have just updated and I will incorporate into my script into the future. As always, <laughs> keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content. Back to you, Evan. All right. Angie! Yes? What's your homework? Angie. Okay, uh, homework is the same thing it was last time. We are going to watch season one, episode one of The 100. That's a lot of ones and a hundred. Um yeah, I think it's just the pilot episode, but yeah, it's it's the f- very first episode of the show, so get it right, dummies. <laughs> there you go. All that love and attention. Season one, episode one of The 100. And if you like it, keep going. And if yeah. you don't, go a little further anyway, just so you have a little extra hate to share. <laughs> I'm curious to see how far I will make it, so I will, I will probably watch more than one or two of them. It is a very CW show, so you've been warned. <laughs> I love me some CW shows. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Drama for days, teenagers in space. Teenagers in space. All right, that's it. Um, come back here in a month. We'll be back in a month, people. One month. You have a month for your homework. From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Angie. I'm Karen. It's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. <laughs> Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.